Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm your host Chris Loder and I'm joined this week by the same panel as last week. I'm joined by Betfair's Mark Horoski, also as well uh, racing uh, regular pundit uh, Paul Callahan, and also as well keeping up the appearances is Steve Shanks. We'll come to Mark first. How's it going? How you been keeping? Well, I've just uh, Paul Callahan just gave me a little roast in there just before we came came online, but yeah, I'm well. Um, looking forward to this weekend's action. Uh, good to see the familiar faces again, Steve, Paul, and Lucky Loaders. Yes, you deserve that roasting. Yeah, <laughs> excuses excuses in early before we even talk about ours. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see at the end of the year, Paul Callahan. <laughs> yeah, that gap it is closing, but I think you need to get the calculator out, Mark, to actually work out that gap. Because I think Paul will be sweating. Are you, you uh, sweating, Paul, or, or are you confident you can keep the the good form up? Uh, I think I'm, I'm confident. Like we did, not a naps winner, but a, a nice ten to one winner last week from the the Andrew Balling stable. Um, I've been putting up a few tips on my Twitter page for anyone watching, and they've been just running. I've haven't haven't actually been running too bad, but just not getting the winners. Not getting enough winners. Had a nice heart. Nazar was second. Ran an absolute cracker at Wolverhampton last night. And um, had two selections. Had the second in the first of the group. Three to Henry did. Fifth, uh, Sander behind Lismore Ranch. Hand this evening. But um, had one San Juan in the last at Rip and ran an app. Well, he didn't run a stay. He just was flat out. First run on, on turf as a four-year-old. I took a chance that maybe he might... It can be tricky leaving the stalls, but I took a chance that maybe if the ground was soft enough that he might just nick a place or so. But... Um, he was absolutely flat out from leaving the stalls and, and that was it. He, he put in a poor show, but some of them have been running well, but without getting their heads in front. Sounds like a load of hard excuses, hard luck excuses to me, Paul. So, uh, <laughs> politician's answer, Paul Callahan. Yeah, well, we don't need to go quite into the politician route. That's a bit of murky waters at the moment. How about you, though, Steve? Do you think uh, you can actually uh, bring some winners to the listeners and not give us any hard luck stories? Well, I hope so. You know, get the three winners at Haydock, get the two at, um, where's the other one? Well, yeah, we're looking at Beverly. Two at Beverly, yeah, the two, the two easy, simple races at Beverly, which look rather tricky to, to solve. But yeah, hopefully we can do something. It's uh, it's just the calm before the storm, isn't it? The Derby soon, but this is a, a lower key, but interesting weekend's action. Yeah, it's not necessarily the best, but we've got some interesting races to watch and Hopefully there'll be uh, plenty of uh, clues for the notebook moving forward. So let's get into it then. Uh, we're going to be previewing the three feature races at Haydock first, which will be all available to watch on ITV. We are going to the 220, which is a listed race. It's the Betway Achilles Stakes over five furlongs. The old servant for John Quinn, El Astronorce, currently leads your market. He's around about a 92 shot at the moment. You've got Mosgill in there as well for Ed Bethel. He's 5-1. to one. And also as well, you've got Kingsland in there for Her Majesty the Queen. Around about 13-2 to two and bigger are the rest. We'll come to Mark here first. Did you like El Astronorte here or are we going with some double-figure prices? Um, I'm quite keen on Timmy Stubby's Count Dorsey. I know they had a nice winner today. It was gambled. Um, just think, Stables runners are starting to hit a little bit of form. Um, encouraging run behind Pendleton at York on the 22nd of May. Um, and also ran behind Copper Copper Knight at York. Um, dropped two pound for that. I just think this one, this one's got a little bit, a little bit of chance. It's already had four runs since since April. 
um, the first. Um, so I've seen improvement on each run. I just think this one is um, overpriced at the moment. I see there it's 10 to 1 generally. Um, potentially maybe get bigger on the day. Um, I think off 97, I think Crown Dorsey could be competitive here. So it'll probably be a winning place to get the ball rolling um, in a 220 Haydock. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because he is stepping up in grade to, to list a company. But he's, of course, a distance winner. And Haydock can be one of those tracks sometimes where it's uh, horses for courses, as they say. How about you, though, Steve? What did you like in this one? Well, I kind of like Count Dorsey. I thought he had a good chance. He'd been first, a set of, first and second at Haydock over course and distance. But uh, in the end, I went for Al Jarry, written by Charles Bishop. He's one of three for Robert Cowell. Thought he had a good chance. He was a, a solid fifth to Lazuli in the Palace House last time, and I thought that I thought a few of the others might be a bit inconvenienced by the grounds, possibly like of Moskill and El Astronaut. Uh, not getting any younger now, eight years old, and he won the Achilles, but that was at uh, Doncaster, and he disappointed here on his only start at Haydock, but that was on soft ground. Chances are it will have a bit of cut come Saturday. So, yes, I mean, I think it's a tricky race. It doesn't really fill me with a great deal of enthusiasm, but I think Al Jari has a, a decent chance. Yeah, this isn't the strongest-looking uh, listed race in the world. How about you, though, Paul? Do you think uh, El Astronorce has an Achilles heel? I'm going to take him on. I'm going to take him on with Kings Lynn for Andrew Bowling and Oshie Murphy. Kings Lynn was a beaten favourite at Chester on his last start where he did finish three quarters of a length behind El Astronaut. El Astronaut obviously reopposes on three pounds better terms on Saturday afternoon. But Kings Lynn is only making his eighth start on, on Saturday and so there should be plenty more to come here and the stable continue in decent form. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting one. He's been hitting crossbar a few times. But yeah, I think he's definitely got a good chance of... Uh going close and he's got some smart form if you go back far enough so yeah a uh, variety of opinions there from the panel we then move on to the next race we're going to be looking at which is the 255 at hey doc it is the betway pinnacle states for fillies and mares it's a group three over a mile and a half come to you here paul cavaletta is your favorite for the roger baron around about 13 to 8 do you think she's good value and take all the beating or again are you gonna take her on I'm looking to take her on. I think it's interesting that Plexus have opted for the end gear. She wears the, the blinkers on Saturday. I'm going to take her on with the Henry Candy train, Laloon, partnered by David Probert, who is on board her listed success at Nottingham on her seasonal radio appearance. And I think Laloon has been found a good opportunity to follow up on that success here. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting one. Has always promised a lot, but yeah, she definitely did it last time out. Cavaletta has been a little bit disappointing, I think, in her last couple of runs. Obviously, he was well beaten by Queen Power, but the first time blinkers definitely is an interesting move by Connections. How about you here, Steve? Um, did you like Caballetta? Do you think she's solid? Or, again, do you mm. like others? No, I didn't think she was solid. I think she's uh, got a past year record. I thought the loom was interesting. The Nottingham win. I'm not sure the race is working out that well, though. Uh, National Treasure, ex-Charlie Appleby, nothing from four. Salsada goes well fresh. Made all the air. So in the end, I went for Oriental Mystique. The tripping ground's fine. We'll see Murphy on board for the first time. He was only third of four at Goodwood last time, but he wasn't being far behind his fellow Kirsten Rousing owned Alpinista. So I thought Oriental Mystique was the one for me. Yes, definitely. I think it could be the most likely danger. Oh, I'm not a massive fan of Cabletta, to be honest. She was uh, a smart three year old, but kind of 
last couple of runs have been well below par in my opinion. How about you, Mark? Would you be wanting to get on the machine to lay Caballetta? Um, yeah, I actually want to take on La Luna in this race. I think Caballetta could be vulnerable, but La Luna is the one that I want to be taking on in this race. Um, and the win in the police department. As you say, as uh, as Steve alluded to, I'm not too sure with, with the Nottingham form. I don't think it's it looks that great. Also, you could farm Boeing. Um, as you look at the this anything that the horses ran on soft, piece of soft heavy has been absolutely tailed off. Not the strongest looking group three, but uh, this looks a bit of a step up for me again. Uh, definitely one I want to be taking on the win in the placement. I could, could easily see this one out of two here. If you can lay this one for two places at odds on, you um, be all over that, surely. Yes, only a small field, but yeah, again, another variety of opinions from the panel. I think Caballetta is very vulnerable, in my personal opinion. If I was laying anything on the machine, it would definitely be her. We then are going to go to our last race we're previewing at Haydock. It's the 337 furlongs. Betway John of Gordon Stakes. It's a Group Three. Safe Voyage uh, leads your markets to three to one favourite. John Quinn. I'll come to you here, Steve. Um, did you like Safe Voyage, or again we looking elsewhere? Um, I'm looking elsewhere. He's eight years old. I just decided because he won. They were third in the last four at the Longshore last year, but I decided to go for Glorious Journey. Uh, William Duke, Charlie Appleby. He's a bit, uh, he's consistent in the main. He does throw in the odd um, below par effort, but he was a good fourth last time, and that was in Riyadh. And he has some nice form to his name. I think he's the probably the, the likeliest one for me. I think the likes of With Thanks is obviously very interesting. Likes Cut, trained by William Haggis, uh, Tom Macklin, good jockey booking. He won the he won the Group 3 of Axie Stakes at Nace last year. But um, the other ones, Brad the Brief, He's been kind of hampered in the gladness at the Curra. Ken Ross hasn't really, to me, gone on since his impressive debut at Newbury, even though he's got Frank Pretoria, which is interesting. Njord, the reader for Jessica Harrington. But um, this, this seven furlongs is very, it's quite sharp, isn't it? He's going to need a real, a real pace for, for this, for him to, to figure, you would imagine. River Nymph stepped up on his Lincoln run with a Victoria Cup success. Uh, but yes, for me, glorious journey with Appleby and Duke. Yeah, I like Glorious Journey. He's done me a, a few good turns over the years. I know Newbury is definitely one of his strongest tracks, but um, yeah, I could see him maybe being suited by uh, Haydock. And yeah, he would be on my short list for the race. How about you though, Mark? What did you like in this one? I was I was quite keen on uh, Jessica Harrington's Nord, um, the Irish reader. It was an encouraging run at Nice um, on the 16th of May. Start again. Karen, yeah. I was quite keen on this one. This one's Chansey Nord. Um, ran over today's trip. Ground will suit. Um, one trip to the UK, one win. Ascot the 17th of October. Um, it's quite well found in the market. This one's around 14 to 1 and the price opened up. It's around 8 to 1 at the moment. But um, yeah, I think this one this one should, should have the places in my opinion. Um, I'm expecting a big run from uh, Jessica Harrington's Nord here. Yeah, well, we definitely like the ground. has got a good record with a bit of juice in it. Won the Balmoral Handicap on Champions Day last year. And that the winner of that race always seems to kick on the next season. I remember Lord Glitters winning it a few years ago, and obviously he's now a Group 1 horse. So it'd be interesting to see if Njord can step up this I agree with you there, Chris. Just, just um, what you were saying, I just think the, the prep runs so far 
sort of setting this horse up for for a huge run. Um, and obviously going up against the likes of Broom, you know, that one ran a huge race the other week. Um, and the run last time out, I mean, if it was a solid run, conditions to suit trip. Trainer's got fantastic records in them over. So I mean, this one's got every chance. I'd be surprised if this one doesn't go into around five to one sixty one on the day. I can see showing up even more. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I agree with you. I could see there being a little bit of money around for Jessica Harrington's charge. How about you though, Paul? What did you like in this one? The go away. Sorry about that. That's all right. What did you like in the free fay? Um, I like a Tom Lacey horse. Who else do we like? I like a good Mick Harrington train runner as well. I'm fond of them and it. And it I suppose I better mention my old bosses, Henry Daly and Tom George. And I also like a good William Haggis train runner. And I'm going to excite with, 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 with thanks for Tom Marquand. He's yet to finish out at the first two and five starts. With thanks, is already a Group 3 winner and is versatile as far as the going is concerned. And I think we'll take a bit of beating in this 3.30 contest on Saturday. Yeah, it's definitely a very interesting runner for William Haggis. Is it an Adabe 2.0? Could be. Definitely, yeah. definitely one to follow this season. She's definitely had an interesting campaign as well. So, with thanks, it is for Paul. We then move away from uh, Haydock, where we go to two races at Beverly. For the first one of them, we are going to be going for the two o'clock, which is the five furlong Hillary Needler Trophy Phillies condition stakes. Often produced some good winners down the years. Liberty Beach has won this in the past. If you go back far enough, I believe Attraction won it for Mark Johnson as well. So it can throw up some nice fillies. Uh, we'll come to Steve here first. What did you like in this one, Steve? Well, I thought this was a very tricky one, you know, complicated by the fact that we have three newcomers at the bottom of the card in Jazzy Princess, Jilly Cooper and Tiari, which could be anything. And the two ones that I did like, Hester Prinny and Lady Ersom, they're drawn in 10 and 11, which isn't ideal at um, Beverly. But I still thought Lady Ersom was interesting. Even Stall, 11 of 11, Kevin Ryan, Kevin Stoltz. I don't think that a high draw is a is a, a, the death knell of many races there. You've been held up, come with a late run. But it's an interesting race. And um, so I'd probably go for Lady Ersom each way. I kind of like Rhinoplasty, actually, in the second colours of the Nick Bradley racing. Uh, Lucy Lou looks like being the eight, eight to one looks like the Roger Feltrain looks like being the leading hope from that syndicate. But Brian O'Plasty, he was behind Lady Ersom first time out, and then and then the next time stepped up to six phones at Red Car. I thought it was a decent race. I thought um, I thought Ryan Ryan O'Plasty ran quite well. She 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 came with a, a sort of a a good effort and then sort of faded. She drops back to five furlongs. This is a third race, a bit more experience. I just thought from gate six she might um, finish top three. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting one, especially last season as well. Nick Bradley did very well with his uh, juveniles. And who knows, maybe she might be able to build on that experience from her two previous outings. We'll come to Mark here on this one. Which one did you like? Well, this is quite trappy, quite competitive. But I um, I came down on Adrian Keatley's Kyber Crystal. Um, I thought that was a solid run behind Hugo Palmer's Evil River on debut at Hamilton. Uh, not given a hard time of things by Nathan Evans, in my opinion. Um, to stay on quite well. And I uh, was carried right um, for more furlong out. So actually a wee bit of money for this one. 33s in the 20s, just before the off as well. Um, I think um, steep finish at Hamilton. This one did run on well. I think it'll come on for, come on for the run and the experience. Handles the uh, Beverly conditions. And I think will improve 
um, for that run. So if they go fast pace, I think it'll fall right into Kyber Crystal's hands. Um, I'm not sure what price this one is at the moment. Are there, I've seen about five to one, six to one. Is it still available? No, I believe it's now been hoovered up. It's five to two favourite. Oh God, maybe we went in too early on that one, lucky loaders. But anyway, um, I think Kyber Crystal's definitely the one to be here. Yeah, it could be very interesting, especially with that form being boosted tonight because Ebro River for Hugo Palmer uh, is now a listed winner. He won the listed national stakes at yeah. Sandown. So I think with that form line there, I think there could uh, be a bit more market support. Ebro um, River's new, new market form as well. The debut one looks, looks quite solid as well. Um, can you see this one going for about 7 or 464, Kyber Crystal? Yeah, definitely. I think... Um, I think a lot of people will cotton on to that factor. And also as well, last time it raced handily and that style of racing can always suit with Beverly. So, yep, exactly. so yeah, a lot of ticks in the boxes for Mark's selection. Are you joining the favourite club here, Paul? I like Lucy Lulu for Roger Fell and Nicola Curry. Lucy Lulu won on debut at Doncaster and followed that up on a, with a second place finish on soft ground at Catrick on just her second start. I think Lucy Lulu has got a nice draw in stall five and I think we'll look set to, to play a hand and come to business end. Uh, seems like we've got the Nick Bradley uh, two-year-olds covered then with Rhino Plasti and Lucy Lulu. Hopefully, um, maybe some of you might do the reverse forecast. Who knows? But uh, yeah, definitely an interesting run. I might be concerned possibly about the ground from Carrick last time out if it remains heavy. But yeah, you she could definitely um, bounce back to form. And yeah, like you say, her experience might be handy in this lineup. We then move on to the final race we're going to look at, which is the condition stakes for the Colts. It's the Continental two-year-old trophy condition stakes for Colts and Geldings over five furlongs. I'll come to Paul here. Ryan's party um, is your favourite five to two. Do you think uh, Kevin Ryan will be having a party after he wins this? I'm not sure. He's he was a beaten favourite. He was obviously showing the right signs at home prior to his race course debut at Hamilton. Um, towards that was at the middle of the month. I was quite taken by Mercerals, the Tom Daskin train runner. I was quite taken by his victory at Chester on his last start. He beat a, a stable companion, Russell in the bushes. Russell in the bushes, and it took every yard of the five furlongs at Chester for him to get his head in front. So I think he's going to be suit, more suited to the to the stiff five here as. Beverly on, on Saturday but I'm going to side with the, the gatekeeper to bounce back to form here. He does need to bounce back following a, a disappointing show at Newbury on his last start. Prior to that though, he won on race course debut at Musselburgh and was a good second at Ascot on only his second start but um, yeah, I think the, the gatekeeper can can bounce back and, and play a hand in this 5 falling event on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, well, he's definitely got the experience in the lineup, and who knows, it could just be one of those Mark Johnson horses that keep running, and when you think they ran a stinker, they just bounce back on the next start, so he, he might not be winning out of turn if he did bounce back to form. We'll come to Mark on this one. Which one did you like? Well, the interesting two here were Ryan's party and Tipperary Sunset. Obviously, they were both um, Tipperary Sunset beat Ryan's party last time out, um, but this time obviously has to give this one £4. I was quite impressed with Tipperary Sunset, John Quinn's on debut. Um, ducked right at the start, but quickly got back back on an even stride, made all. Um, I think this one ran on quite well. And also, I know there's a lot of money for Ryan's party, Kevin Ryan's one here, but I can't see why um, Ryan's party would uh, reverse the form. I think Tipperary Sunset looks pretty smart. 
and um, currently four to one, Rise Party five to two, similar betting to to on debut. I think Tipperary Sunset is is the one to beat here. Um, it's even Trafahi Straits of Moyle. It's quite short as well, around four to one. Um, I think this one will have to maybe do a. I know the um, Tipperary Sunset done an RPR of eighty two on debut. Um, that's solid. So Tipperary is, has well, Straits of Moyle for Richard Fai is going to have to be pretty smart to win this because obviously you've got a couple of I mean they've all won a race prior Ryer to the favourite Ryan's party um, but yeah temporary sunset for me around 4-1 looks, looks decent yeah interesting he's by our dad who's definitely made a bright start to his stallion career and yeah he might be have to be to... smart to win this the first time out yeah, yeah exactly Richard Fahey's I think his his runner's always might um, need their first run. And think Just be a place late. Place late, get out of the three and the two. Possibly, yeah. If, you, if, if you're a Betfair customer and want to use that tactic, maybe. But then you have to respect him as well, throwing him in uh, at the deep end uh, early on in his career. So yeah. going to be interesting to see how Straits of Moyle gets on. But uh, yeah, I think he might uh, benefit from the experience. How about you though, Steve? We come to... Are you here? Um, what was your um, opinion on this one? Yeah, it's a very crappy race, isn't it? Streets of Moyle, interesting on debut from the Plum Drawing One. I thought Mercurial might be Mercurial in the win under um, Hayley Turner for Tom Daskin. Uh, the gatekeeper in Tipperary Sunset, I thought they might both pace angles. I thought there's a chance they might um, shoot themselves in the foot if they are both go forward. Um, don't know about this any interesting, but the, the race at Tipperary Sunset won with Ryan's Park in second, Bailey's Liberty in third, and Friendly Vegan in fifth are both been beaten in the next races. I know it's, it's too early maybe to say that the form's no use, but um, but they still have both been beaten since. And yes, I mean, Ryan's party could turn around the form given he was favourite, but um, yes, I think I'll just stick with Mercurial, which is a nice, you know, decent individual. And if they do go hard at it from the from the get go, there's a chance he might just be held up on the early turn and then come home. Win. Yeah, it wouldn't be at all surprising if he if he did pounce late. Obviously, Tom Duskin was always well renowned to send him some of his best two year olds to Chester, so you definitely could be expecting bigger and better things uh, from his runner. So yeah, again, a variety of opinions there. Not a lot of agreement this week on the podcast, but that's the way we like it. We don't always. Uh, have to agree and normally when we do uh, we normally get it wrong anyway so at least we're getting all the bases covered um this week anyway we're at that time of the podcast where we give our other thoughts and feelings away from some of these races and give our best bets as well i'll come back to you steve what was your best bet or anything else of note that you had for the bank holiday weekend i thought the 440 at haydock i thought melody of life might go well andrew balding um Sylvester de Souza looks to be coming into form, so I thought that would be my my nap of the day, Melody of Life. Okay, and how about you, Mark? First that we covered on the podcast, uh, two o'clock Beverly Kyber Crystal for me. I think this one, the form looks rock solid. Uh, we can easily see this one going off around seven and four six to four. Currently five to two at the time of recording on Thursday evening, but uh, yeah, looks solid to me. Yeah, I think I think especially with that form boost tonight, sound down a lot of people are going to cotton onto that, and yeah, could be uh, have a lot more money to come for it. So definitely one to maybe keep on side. Uh, how about you, Paul? Anything else? Best bet for the weekend? Best bet is with tanks in the three thirty as head up on Saturday. Okay, and my best bet is going to be um, at Salisbury in the eight fifteen. See Davin Manusier. 
uh, had around there that's always one to take note. It's a horse called Chave Devonta. Uh, Jason Watson booked. Hasn't been seen since uh, running at Wolverhampton in December. Um, before that, had a previous layoff of two years. Um, obviously, he's had his problems along the way, but it's interesting that he stays in training. And if you go back to when he was running in 2018, he was running behind the lakes of uh, Ghostwatch, who I believe won the Marrow's Handicap uh, that year. So he was definitely a promising stayer at the time um, and is now £7 lower than that run. He's now running off 75. He could be a handicap plot this season. Who knows, maybe he could be one for the Northumberland Plate. Maybe I've tipped the Northumberland Plate winner again like I did last year on this podcast. But yeah, who knows with uh, Che DeVolta. So yeah, um, we've got hopefully the winners covered for you this weekend. Uh, thanks for Paul, Steve and Mark for their time. If um, you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to all our podcast platforms on whichever one you listen to us to, if it's on Spotify, SoundCloud or Apple. Um, thanks again for all the guys' support this week and also as well for your support. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well, where our handle is at in the saddle pod. Please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon. Thanks.